2: Hello, and welcome to Why Are You Like This? Taylor's version, and we've reached
1: 1989. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. It's so funny because to me, I'm like, yeah, she named it after her birth year, but all day I've been like, I couldn't possibly name an album 1991.
1: Oh, yeah, no, 1989 is, it just, it hits different. Yeah. End of a century, end of a millennium, but you still have this like classic sensibility. It's it's iconic
2: it's like you got that james dean daydream look in your eyes you know
1: shut up you better stop oh uh, you know the, how that song gets me makes me feel you better stop you've better, you better,
2: you you better get stop there <laughs> all right god i love this album i know that we're just gonna say that from here on out but like i revisited it all the time like
1: but my thing with this album okay so everyone judge away mm, judge. this was my first experience listening to taylor swift with a full album like I decided to get the album I decided to listen to it from start to finish and became immediately obsessed like I was a late bloomer but we got there
2: we we don't judge people for how they get to the artist as long as they get there at their own time
1: and I got there and I was on the national tour of the lightning thief musical and uh we had to sit in a car every day for like four hours and it came out and one of the people in the cast was like, I was listening to a podcast. And these two guys, like straight bros, were like, wait, this new album is so good. And I didn't even like Taylor Swift. So we were like, let's, let's get it. Let's see what happens. And so we, uh, we bought it and we put it on in the car. And we got to the end of it. And all six of us at the same time went, can we just play it again? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, an important thing you just said
2: is you bought it. Because this is the time where Taylor took all of her stuff off of streaming. Mostly because... Of the free versions that you can get Of these streaming platforms Like Spotify and Apple Music She took her entire catalog off And I have a quote about it That I would like to share Why not? So Taylor took to Tumblr So TBT uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> To write about um, Basically Spotify for free With ad version And Apple Music's at the time Free three months Where artists were told that For those three months, they would not receive any royalties for the music that was
1: streamed. That's fucking insane. Yeah. It's anyone that's just using a free version of the service is just literally getting free music. Like, that's insane.
2: Yeah, it was just, it was an active way to just get free music. So Taylor says on Tumblr, I find it to be shocking, disappointing, and completely unlike this historically progressive and generous company. Speaking about Apple Music. This is not about me. Thankfully, I'm on my fifth album and can support myself, my band, crew, and entire management team by playing live shows. This is about the new artist or band that has just released their first single and will not be paid for its success. Mm -hmm. This is about the young songwriter who just got his or her first cut and thought that the royalties from that would get them out of debt. This is about the producer who works tirelessly to innovate and create. I realize that Apple is working towards a goal of paid streaming. I think this is beautiful progress." We know how astronomically successful Apple has been, and we know that this incredible company has the money to pay artists, writers, and producers for the three-month trial period, even if it's free for the fans trying it out. Three months is a long time to go unpaid, and it is unfair to ask anyone to work for nothing. I say this with love, reverence, and admiration for everything else Apple has done. I hope that soon I can join them in the progression towards a streaming model that seems fair to those who create this music. I think this could be the platform that gets it right. Well, how do you feel? Um, as, Sean?
1: <laughs> well, let's let's talk about it. She's completely correct. I remember mm-hmm. at the time being a non musician being like, Oh, that kind of sucks it's not on Spotify because I pay for Spotify. And being a little upset about that. I think I only had Apple Music to listen to like Taylor stuff. And like I think Tegan and Sarah had like a like a Apple Music only release, and I was like, Well, I guess I have both now. Um and so I used both for a while. But now that I am exactly who she's talking about, somebody who's released two singles um, I've got over twenty thousand streams between the two, and that if each one of those was a dollar, I'd be out of debt. But instead, it's point zero 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 pennies, <laughs> and I have. I think I like I used like a calculator online, and it it's like this is how much you make if like this many streams, and I like, typed it, in, and I I've made like sixty dollars. And we can fully cut this out, but how much is it for you to create? boys in the backseat oh no leave it in I want everyone should know how much money producing costs because like if you see a friend if you see anyone you know making music it costs a lot of fucking money Mm -hmm. (laughs) and everyone should know how much it is no it um the producer I worked with uh who I love so 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 much and highly recommend Lloyd Keekler. he's amazing um but his rate for me for both songs was 1200 per song and that's not including how much I paid to do the video the first Time I shot the video, I think it cost $650. And then he appropriately raised his rate because he slaps Brian Russell Carey is amazing. Also use him. Um he raises rate to like, I think it was like around a thousand. Mm-hmm. And he should, because people deserve to be paid what they deserve. And he was making really good work and was noticed for that. And yeah, like pay people what they deserve. Um, but yeah, so I mean, but for just the first song. Oh, and I also had to get I got photos with the Emma experience, which was another $550. Like, it was probably overall that's not even including like all the money you spend submitting it to playlists because every time you submit to a playlist it's anywhere if you use like submit hub it's like a dollar or like three dollars or like depending on how big the playlist is they can charge more like some influencers you can ask to like share their song or you can share your song on their story that can cost up to like 150 dollars per submission and there's like tons of other websites that do that as well and so like I mean, I would say "Boys in the Backseat" probably overall. I would say at least over two thousand dollars. Still got me probably even more. And if I, and if I if every time someone streamed it, I made a dollar as the model originally was for like buying music, then that wouldn't have been a problem, and I would have I would have at least released like three more songs by now. But no, I made sixty bucks. So, <laughs> and I still haven't gotten it. You get it like quarterly.
2: <laughs> no, I think it's important to talk about because I think there's like this lore in the world that it is now an incredible time to be an
1: artist because you can do it in your bedroom and that is true oh yeah i mean i wrote i recorded and wrote all of boys in my bedroom and then worked remotely with lloyd i didn't meet lloyd until after the song was released like we have all the capabilities
2: but i think there it's just forgotten that things cost
1: well, and, like, let's also – let's we can be explicitly clear. Don't worry. We are going to talk about 1989, but this is an important part yeah. of all of this. Like, I also had to spend over $2,000 on a computer that could – and Logic. And I had, like, Logic costs, like, $200. I had to buy this little audio interface that I'm using right now to record this on a microphone that I also had to buy. And, like, I love the part in Miss Americana where Taylor's just, like, why am I saying sorry in my house with the songs that that I bought with the songs that I wrote? And I'm like, that is fortunately true for her. (laughs) But like in most cases, most independent artists are like, and I bought, I'm sitting in my apartment that I rent with the equipment that I bought with a credit card that I can't pay off. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And like,
1: that's just kind of the reality. And if artists were appropriately compensated for streaming, then that wouldn't be an issue. But unfortunately, this is the world we live in. Yeah, because in theory, streaming has opened
2: up the world in a way that... People can listen to your songs. They can listen to this podcast. They can listen to things anywhere in a faster mm-hmm. way than they used to be able to. And discover new artists quickly. We're not uh, tied to radio play and radio DJs. Like, it has
1: opened things up in that way, which is great. you can You can get your music out to a ma- major audience just through, like, is the song good and do people like it and will they share it with their friends? And it can happen quickly. But in order to get it to people, costs a lot of money. Especially if you want it to sound good.
2: And I'm just gonna talk for Sean for a second because he won't. <laughs> you have to have a strategic media plan to release, roll out. Sean has a decent following on social media that was very helpful. Like these are all things that
1: cost. And take oh my God. time and your effort. It's it's like a full-time job. Like, I literally, yeah. right before this started, I was just, like, checking my, like, analytics and, like, metrics, whatever. And I was just like, oh, yeah, like, it's the holiday season. Everyone's listening to holiday music and, like, no one's really listening to, like, the gay summer bop. And I was like, oh, I want to release a new song because, like, this, you can only, like, post it on your Instagram so much before people are like, yeah, I know I've heard it. And <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> Like, that's, yeah. that's fair. And I was like, I would love to release something new. But that's another $2,000 I don't have in my back pocket right now.
2: Yeah, so Taylor
1: was right. Taylor's pretty much been right for most things that she's been criticized for. Absolutely.
2: I mean, it's the same thing where later on she sued that man for sexual harassment for a dollar, sexual assault.
1: Yeah, to prove that it was not about the, the money for her, but she's like, this is about what's right.
2: Yeah. So this, I think, is important to think about as we talk about 1989. Which slaps. Which, if red was fall, 1989 is spring
1: oh yeah yeah absolutely wait side note Mm -hmm. um i'm only looking and i just don't see the little sound waves when i'm talking i just want to make sure that it's recording because that would be hilarious if none of that was i see them down here okay great i just it's probably just not on my page but i just wanted to make sure that you were getting it yeah mine look very small and yours look very big it's because i'm loud okay (laughs) anyway
2: um yes this is spring for you yeah this is spring for me this is so when this came out you were on tour i was temping at the ralph lauren mansion which is what it's called a classic so i was listening through to, gail through gail. Hey, gail, gail if
1: you if you're an actor in new york and you've ever needed to temp you know who we're talking about her name is gail she's kind of like a search party character she's iconic we love her hi gail oh god bless
2: her yeah so i was riding the crosstown bus listening to this album and what a sonic shift what a what a change This is her fifth studio album. It is her first album that she has exclusively said. This is mainstream pop. These are some facts for you. I love the facts. So on 1989, Taylor Swift credits Max Martin as her co-executive producer for the album. Um, saying that he had a hand in creating the cohesive sound of the entire album, even if he didn't write or produce specifically on that track. Taylor was inspired by the pop freedom of the 1980s and used synths, my favorite instrument, programmed drum beats and processed vocals to mark her shift into a global pop superstar.
1: Which I would argue, before you go on, I would say her embracing this tribute to like the freedom of the 80s with synth and processed vocals that were still in it everyone's still mm-hmm. doing this like and mm-hmm. I, this really did kind of feel like a shift back to that
2: it like led a wave
1: yeah it's i mean that's i'm fully what i w- i was musically influenced by this album and like you can literally hear it in my music <laughs> yeah i mean
2: that's why we love emotion that's why we love the weekend the weekend um so many so many great albums yeah also inspired by the 1980s 1989 had seven singles in this order. Shake It Off, Blank Space, Style, Bad Blood, Wildest Dreams, Out of the Woods, and New Romantics. (laughs) Shake It Off, Blank Space, and Bad Blood all reached number one. The album was certified nine times platinum. And And Taylor Swift became the first artist in the United States to have three albums, each sell over a million copies within their first week of release. 1989 won Album of the Year and Best Pop Vocal at the 58th Grammy Awards, making Taylor Deserved. the first female solo artist to win
1: Album of the Year twice. This album is a masterpiece. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even just listing the singles, that's the album. It's the, almost all the songs. It's Yeah, it was a 13-track also, album wait, originally. New Romantics was a
2: single? In two years after the album was released.
1: Okay, so I'm not wrong in being like, what the fuck? yeah 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 okay we'll get to that when we get there because i just yeah. i literally just tweeted i was like don't worry i will be talking about my rage about new romantics being a bonus track
2: <laughs> yeah so i don't even know where to start this album was incredible it also sparked the 1989 tour which gave us the delightful please welcome to the stage my friends <laughs>
1: <laughs> please welcome to the stage the blair witch i mean just like a true <laughs> cultural moment she did it. she and she brought adina menzel on stage to sing let it go dressed as a snowman and like like i don't know how you don't love taylor swift <laughs>
2: it's also funny because like at the time yeah it was a joke right people laughed about it but there have been multiple documentaries made about artists like i was watching the Alanis morissette documentary and it has clips from it of her and Alanis singing ought to know
1: also like for me i went, i know i understand like why i think the jokes were funny i think that's like a funny joke to be made i think that video is hysterical um but also is this not the dream of any artist that makes it big enough to be like what if i just called anyone i've ever wanted to hang out with or meet or sing with and if they're in town let's the audience like the fans will love it and like the thing is (laughs) they will I, but, like, I know, like, I love saying that as a joke, but, like, the fans will love it. And also, how cool for her. I love the part in the 1989, like, movie thing uh-huh. where she's, like, yeah. And then my team, I was just, like, what if I tried Mick Jagger? And then Mick Jagger was, like, fuck, yeah, I'll do that. And so she got to sing with Mick Jagger. And, like, what? That's amazing. <laughs>
2: I do find it funny when you see moments like this where you get to see artists interact with other artists where, like, listeners and outside fans myself included like separate these people into genres boxes and decades right oh yeah but really they all know each other or know of each other and again
1: it's they have like text threads it's crazy
2: and like artists listen to music i forget about that
1: yeah like
2: like phoebe bridgers loves taylor swift and like listens to her (laughs) i like to think that they always listen to something that is
1: like way not their genre i mean a lot of times they do like it's it's really interesting i uh, i wish more artists would share their like um their spotify wrapped like stuff because mm, i feel yeah. like they don't really always do that they spare, they share like their own artist wrapped but not like what they're listening to but like also i love that taylor will just like she tweeted out being like the new halsey album is incredible and you should all be listening to it. And like Taylor doesn't tweet very often. Yeah. I was listening to
2: the voice memos on the end of this album that she added. Oh yeah. And I think it's the blank space one. Um she's like, "Oh yeah, this feels like a 2000s Nelly song." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you to me I was like, "Taylor Swift, do you listen to Nelly?" And she's like, "Yeah. I'm she's cool. like, yeah, I grew up
1: listening to like Ride with Me." <laughs> God. Should we jump into this album? Let's do it. I mean, welcome to New York. It's been fucking waiting for welcome you. Welcome to New York. New York. New York. Um, this is, A, in hindsight, a hilarious way to open an album. Yeah. Because, but also the most, like, perfect way to do this. Because it's funny, as I, I often forget that, like, because it out of context, it just kind of sounds like, this is a song about New York. Mm-hmm. But like it was also her announcing, "I live in New York. I'm not living in Nashville. This is a new dawn. It's a new day, bitch." Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it says a lot of things about the progression of Taylor Swift that like you don't you don't really pick up on. It's immediately introducing a brand new sound. It's a new soundtrack. I could dance to the Speed. forevermore. The, the lights are well, so bright, but they never for, blind you. Me. Mean you mean forevermore? Evermore? I mean evermore. Mm-hmm. Also. You can want who you want, boys and boys and girls and girls. Taylor Swift invented gays.
3: <laughs>
2: invented gays and lesbians. Was not gay until Welcome to New York. I, I said, I have these weird feelings,
1: but I don't know. And then know. she said, you can like boys and boys and girls and girls. And I said, I'll be bisexual. Let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, was like <laughs> bisexual Sean <genre> appeared. <laughs> Thanks, Taylor. Thanks, Taylor. You, you did it. Um, I also love that I don't have to look at lyrics for any of these songs. I know them all intimately so this song was written by taylor swift and ryan tedder fucking i love ryan tedder Mm -hmm. ryan tedder i was taking his class when i wrote my music i think he's a genius and we should all be celebrating ryan tedder more and also listen to one republic too that's a whole nother conversation but we celebrate ryan tedder in this house yeah so i think welcome
2: to new york is great i think it uh yeah it just says you're in a new space i
1: i'm not gonna lie i love to stomp down the street with it It's I mean if you live in New York and don't listen to the song unironically sometimes your soul is broken like sometimes it's just nice to be like it is a new soundtrack I could dance to this beat while you're like walking through the village the village is aglow (laughs) Yeah she does again like
2: she lives in the village and throws her bags on apartment floors and I'm like I've done that I can't afford to live in the village y'all
1: no, none of us can. I mean, we could live in, a like, a very small apartment where, like, the toilet is next to the oven, but... What a dream. <laughs> L- we, listen, when I was looking for apartments, we saw a lot that looked like that. <laughs> wow. I will happily be an Uptown girl. I do like the lyric, took our broken hearts, put them in a drawer. Yeah, well, and I love that, it, especially this after Red, it's like, okay, we did that. But mm-hmm. right now, you know what? I'm in my mid-20s, and...
2: I'm having a little bit of fun. Yeah, it marks a change in her writing style I think we see through this this album where it's a little more light. Like she still is talking autobiographically about relationships and about uh, her perception as people have been calling her a serial dater and condemning her for acting like a 24-year-old because she's a 24-year-old. It's so bonkers. And she's like... I'm still gonna do that which I think is why pop Taylor is still as successful as country Taylor because even welcome to New York which we're like what a silly song is layered with
1: beautiful lyrics and like imagery and also just like the actual songwriting is catchy as fuck like it's just like a song you want to sing along to Mm, good job and then we get
2: blank space
1: I mean literally uh, stopped the world for a for weeks the pen click the pen click the video the video it was also i think the the moment where everyone was like hold on a second taylor's in on the joke like she understands that this is her perception and she's like i'll just make a song about this and make it funny and not like an attack but make it like i get it okay haha
2: yeah i mean darling i'm a nightmare dressed like a
1: daydream is Everything I've ever wanted to be in my entire life. And also, like, when she throws those little spoken things in there, she's one of the few artists that can really get away with it. And because the lines are always just savage and great. (laughs) Yeah, I was literally a ball of clay
2: until this album came out. And Taylor said, you can be gay and you can be (laughs) a monster. And I said, here I am. Now I'm on this podcast.
1: (laughs) Like, oh, so actually, when we ask Ryan, why are you like this? You're Mm -hmm. like, well, I listened to Blink Space and I decided that I can be a dick i said hey
2: let's be friends i'm dying to see how this
1: one ends i'm not even reading lyrics they're just there i know i am literally i was gonna pull it up just to like look at them and then i was like it doesn't matter i know all of these but also like the turn of the song like it starts out like so like kind of like fun and then it's like um screaming crying perfect storms i can make all the tables turn it's just like so self-aware but also It's just a bop. Like it's so much fun. Also, let's talk about the bridge. Boys only want love if it's torture. Don't say I didn't. Don't say I didn't warn you. It's so good. Also, let's. We have to talk about um, Starbucks lovers. We have to. I thought it was Starbucks lovers (laughs) for a solid like two weeks. So what? So got a long list of ex lovers. Yeah, but so
2: you thought it was? I got a long list of Starbucks lovers. It
1: sounds like uh, look at all those Starbucks lovers. And my whole, my whole cast was convinced all my, like everyone I like followed on the internet was just like this weird Starbucks shout out in the middle of like, I guess it's her like, and everyone was being like, I think it's her commenting on consumerism. (laughs) I was like, wow, I love branding. It was her being like, oh, look at all these Starbucks lovers with their cute little like relationships. And then she was like, no, that's, those are not the words. (laughs) She was like, screw Target exclusives. This is Starbucks. Why does Target get exclusives? have you ever been to a target i went Targets literally yesterday i yeah, spent three
2: hours in a target just to feel joy
1: i love that new york was finally like we don't have the space for a target but what if we tried what if we made it? because hurt? target is joy target is joy
2: i also spend so much money
1: yeah also like i love when you i kind of love like when you're in the midwest or whatever and you're like oh there's a starbucks we'll just stop at the starbucks and then you're like <gasps> It's a Starbucks and a Target. It's in a Target. I can get a coffee, and I can also get face wash, mm-hmm. bananas, mm-hmm. a video game, a TV. You can get whatever you want. This is not an
2: exaggeration. This is what I bought at Target yesterday. One orange, oat milk,
1: two sweaters, and toothpaste. That is the most New York list, because <laughs> only like New Yorkers <laughs> buy one orange, like everyone else will be like oh let me get oranges for the week and like in new york it's like no what what's for the next hour because i'm probably gonna go out again and buy more (laughs) yeah fully
2: i was like i need one orange for this recipe and um yeah welcome to new york it's been waiting for you welcome to new york
1: blank space yeah the video was great the video is amazing it's it's well directed it's so funny she like the, the whole like french argument like it's just so much fun and like her just flipping the whole image that people were pushing on her on its head. And also everyone just having to be like, yeah, this song's great.
2: (laughs) It's probably the first
1: video of Taylor's that I like watched a lot. Same. It was my, um, it was my cover photo on Facebook for like years of her sitting there where she's like laughing, but like, she's got like mascara on her face.
2: (laughs) I bet that gave a really great impression of who you are as a person.
1: Well, as I said in the, as I listened to red only like, right it was like right around the same time as 1989 came out so like it was i was still very post-breakup i was still very like and it was funny because red made me feel my sad feelings and this Mm. album made me feel like i'm a bad bitch i'm gonna go be a slut bad bitch sell work long hair (laughs) i'm a villain i love selling sunset
2: (laughs) (laughs) and then we get to masterpiece style
1: okay so i think this (sighs) i go back and forth on a lot of things about taylor swift but this one is constantly floating as my possible number one really i think the song is fucking perfect this the guitar like at the beginning the production that like low crazy like arpeggiated like synthy bass rolling thing that's happening um but the thing that I'm obsessed about the song is that the, and I actually somebody else I've watched like a song exploder or something about it, but they were like, why is this chorus so good? And it's because it's all in major. And then they add a minor chord in the second half of the second part of the chorus. And it gives the whole thing, just a sense of like sadness, longing, danger, sexy that like the whole song is so hot to me. It's so hot. This was when I was like, Oh, this is not, it's not like when an artist is like, I'm going to do a sexy song. It's like a genuinely sexy song
2: yeah it feels like we are already sweaty
1: yeah oh my god like and the um where's the lyric i know all of them but when i try to do them out of order in my brain
2: oh i just learned something i've been
1: singing the wrong lyrics for for years we love to live um it's still the kind of same thing Mm. but um i think this is also my favorite taylor bridge Mm. because in my mind and i've literally said this for years um at the the bridge where she's like take me out first of all i thought she was saying take me out oh not home she's taking home which is arguably sexier ally and aj
2: take me out oh, also great also great love them shout to, out to, to We're ally and aj stands
1: um but uh i've always like when i've heard that song and like that part of the song i'm always like oh this is sitting in the back of a convertible like perks of being a wallflower style but way less sad and a lot more sexy (laughs) and like holding your arms out and you're like driving down like a like west coast highway in the middle of the night you haven't lived until you've listened to this song driving fast on a highway in the middle of the night it's great
2: obey all speed limits i was having a blast listening to this album driving through the suburbs in my mother's car yesterday so Mm
1: -hmm. it's a way to do it really they're
2: both so hot. I don't even know who she's talking about. I mean, I'm assuming it's Harry Styles, but like,
1: well, especially cuz the song's called Style, but
2: oh my god, cuz his last name is Styles.
1: Yeah. <laughs> also, in the video Oh no. We're all learning things today. This is a this is a place for learning <laughs> and for growing.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh Ugh. yeah I I think this song is just one of the best. Also the lyric James Dean Daydream Look in Your Eye is just immediately iconic. I like the I think it's the the last chorus where she's like
3: tight little skit.
1: Oh
2: oh my god yeah it's literally in parentheses in the lyrics it goes
3: <laughs> tight little skirt it's so
2: good it's <laughs> like great love it lives laughs loves it it's perfect out of the woods just banger after banger <laughs> like I don't even know how
1: to uh the woods our first jack antonoff oh my god is this her first collaboration with jack Mm -hmm. that's crazy
2: and she was like in the voice memos that she had she's like i worked with jack antonoff who's a friend of mine i was like great (laughs) who's a friend of mine um i'm gonna give you two minutes to talk about jack antonoff oh just as a concept well i know that you love him
1: i love him um Fun fact: Boys in the Backseat was originally written off of a sample pack that Jack released because he's an icon, and he just went to Electric Lady Studios and made a bunch of like loops and samples for free with equipment that most little peasants like me can't get access to. And so he released a drum machine loop, and I was just taking that class with Ryan Tedder, and I was he was like try sampling, and I was like okay. And so I put the drum beat down and hit it like a zillion times and just let it play on repeat, and I just started like playing with a synth thing and that's how we got the opening synth to boys in the back seat. Um but no, I think he's amazing. I I personally just love his aesthetic musically, but also I think um a lot of people recently because he produces for a lot of like women that gays love. Um a lot of people are just like, "Oh, Jack's music is just making everyone sound the same." And I'm like, "These are all vastly different."
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like melodrama 1989 don't sound the same and also neither does norman fucking rockwell or gaslighter or that's the thing is people always for like conveniently forget that he produced gaslighter (laughs) yeah and i'm like no he does he also like produces for like kevin abstract like and i'm just like oh hey gays you might be showing the fact that your musical tastes are actually just these three people and like that's on you (laughs) Mm, get them attack them get them some gays are villains she's wicked get her (laughs)
2: sean and i are available for any track in wicked um listen
1: i mean i happy to be a vacation swing because lord knows we all need them right now <laughs> happen to be somebody's swing i've got a high d a a a um backed out but of yeah <laughs> i backed out of the woods uh i love the song i will say the first time i ever heard it i was like that's a lot of the same words
2: it is a lot of the same words and have you
1: tried to do it all at one time it's hard to breathe oh yeah i mean this is a song that you record in the studio like in sections and then when you do it live you have backup vocalists so it's fine i just will always immediately picture her i don't remember what
2: night show she was performing for but it's the bodysuit with the the bob because this is when taylor bobbed her hair yes and they like rip it off or whatever mm-hmm. and you're like "Whoa!"
1: <laughs> are we out of the are we out of... it's like it's, so, it's good. so
2: good it's going you're around you're like "Ooh, yeah dancing in the in, the, in lights probably refrigerator light again whatever and then it's
1: like, remember when you hit the Breaks break so too soon. It's so, it's such a good bridge. Like, I know it's the constant joke, but she has provided more infrastructure for our country with her bridges than any political system. I
2: also just love the, like, abandon with which she attacks
1: this vocally. Oh, yeah. It's, like, aggressive.
2: Yeah. It's very difficult to replicate. Yeah. And she always performs it live very well. Because it just feels lived in. It, it just feels like this can only come out of Taylor Swift. Like, it doesn't feel like notes. It doesn't feel like singing or spoken word. It's just, like, divine sounds. Yeah.
1: No, and, like, I also love that this is another one that's in, kind of, like, not the same as Red. I'm, like, lost whatever word I was looking for. <laughs> um, and, like, the difference to Red is that, like, this song on Red could have been, like, a, a pretty sad situation and this song is like sad Mm -hmm. but it has this like drive and attack that says like oh i'm sad about this one i'm kind of a little mad about it but also i'm fine (laughs) i mean why am i believing that this is literally about a car crash but
2: i'm reading it being like this could just be about a relationship which is probably why she's a great lyricist
1: i know i'm like well maybe maybe she i think they i vaguely remember something about there actually being a car accident but like mm i don't know i don't know but it also doesn't matter like the song is just a banger all you had to do was stay so like okay so here's my thing about these two in in a row is this is when i started being like oh so this whole album's going to be great because like you get we're five songs in oh yeah like yeah and you you you've already gotten out of the woods which is like this driving like oh fuck i'm so mad about like this thing and like our relationship and then all of a sudden you get that like the The opening of this one, and you're just like, uh, oh, it's so good." Yeah, it's uh, Taylor Swift and Max Martin again.
2: It's track five, which Taylor has, you know, famously said is very important to her. Track fives are on
1: court. These this vocal is ridiculous. It's insane. I think it's so iconic and falls into the same um, category as "Trouble" for me, in terms of just like choosing a wild wild vocal choice for a chorus and just like being like yeah that's what it is <laughs> that's that's what it is and it's gonna stay so
2: famously ryan adams also did like a full ass 1989 album yeah and i think this song is one of those songs that again taylor talks about where she's like i write it on piano or i write it on guitar so i know that it's a solid song like you can speed this up you can slow this down you oh can yeah do anything to this song and it is gold
1: yeah i mean i would say that's true of every song on this album even shake it off maybe not shake it off <laughs> but we can get to that when we get there it's just like all you ha-
2: like what a simple thing you just had to stay in this room you you had me yeah. you ha- had everything
1: yeah and i love that it's all written from the, like a future perspective of being like no no no, like you don't get to do this i also
2: like how it it turns and she goes hey now you say you want me back now that's just too late well it could have been easy all you had to do was stay so it's not like it's not like if you leave the light on i'll leave the light on vibes it's this is done like yeah you, you're you not getting this back yeah like i gave you the choice this isn't like a long extended release pill
1: this is <laughs> fast acting <laughs> this is not adderall mama mm-hmm. um th- also i the first time i heard it i gasped so loud at the turnaround out of the the chorus for the bridge where she just goes let me remind you this is what you wanted (laughs) you told me like i just love that but like also musically it's just like i had to do a stay let me remind you it's like so funny and great and it's so satisfying yeah
2: i love angry taylor
1: angry taylor so good also what i love about this album is that like it doesn't quite feel like angry it feels empowered Mm mm-hmm It feels like just being like, oh, like I'm a a little older and I'm a little less like, you broke me. I'm a little more like, what the fuck? You had something really good. What's wrong with you?
2: Yeah, she sums it up nicely when she's like, people like you always want back the love they pushed aside. But people like me are gone forever when you say goodbye. So it's like, done.
1: Sorry, babe. She's like, I'm Taylor Swift.
2: I am Taylor Swift. And thank God, album five, she's like, I am Taylor Allison Swift. Is that her middle name? Yeah.
1: I should know that. Is that (laughs) her middle name? yes yes hope so Fuck. well i said let us so know in the comments um,
2: so <laughs> really help all the people who are like why am i not co-hosting uh, Yeah, i mean like <laughs> we never said we were qualified to do this we just did it <laughs> we just as we stated earlier spent a lot of money on recording equipment and, and we, we have to use it so, so
1: is that not the gay agenda for making podcasts so <laughs>
2: <laughs> here we are so now we get to the lead single of this album shisha shake it off
1: I mean, what... So the song is, like, kind of against all odds perfect. Yeah, it was and the lead single, which I... I don't think it captures the sound of the album. I also think that's why it's kind of one of her best lead singles, because it was her being like, I'm doing something a little more poppy and fun, but, like, it doesn't... I think this would have felt out of place if you hadn't heard it first. Hmm, Yeah. Um, But what I also love about this song, and it's one of the funniest interviews I've ever seen, they're, like, interviewing Taylor, and she's like, yeah, so, you know, I went in to work on Shake It Off, and I was like, I kind of want it to sound bad. (laughs) She's like, I don't want it to sound, like, pretty or good. I want it to sound like a chant, like a cheerleader something. And they were like, yeah, no, we can work with that. (laughs) I want it kind of messy. Yeah, I want it to be like messy um, No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean the song is bonkers I love it so much because of The sheer audacity of it all I love that it makes like <laughs> Her friend Halsey
2: Sing on it like
1: And Charlie XCX
2: Like so many people who
1: Please welcome to this day It's Charlie XCX And come and look about <laughs> And it like goes
2: back to You know artists listen to other artists And like can have Things be outside fans. of it But it's like This song is so
1: cutesy and so you know what this is the cutesy song of 1989 but there's something so just crunchy about it that it never bothers me
2: cutesy crunchy a new i love it, i love a
1: cute a cute crunch
2: And um, we do have a fan question about this song we do yeah michael verardi would like to know which 1989 <laughs> film release best exemplifies the notion that player's gonna play 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 and haters gonna hate hate hate
1: <laughs> when harry met sally honey i shrunk the kids or back
2: to the future 2
1: so here's my thing. I feel like the answer is when Harry met Sally, but I exactly, also, yeah, don't kill me. I haven't seen it.
2: I watched it for the first time on the plane over to Portland, and let me tell you, it's delightful.
1: I know. I remember you saying, like, you're like, this is a great, a great movie.
2: Meg Ryan um, star. But I
1: do feel like that's the answer. Otherwise, I feel like it's Back to the Future too.
2: And I'm gonna say something. I've never seen it.
1: Well, there we go. But we I have are seen unqualified honey, for this question. <laughs>
2: But both of us know that that's not the quite right answer. No, because that's about bananas, and that's Gwen Stefani. Because like,
1: well, and that, <laughs>
2: what? <laughs> yeah, because they got to get the kid to eat the banana. Gwen Stefani that taught is, America how to spell Ryan, bananas. Oh, man.
1: Ryan, that's the sequel. Honey, we shunk ourselves. Oh no! The original is when they they have the ant save their lives from like a spider or something, and then the ant dies, and it's very sad. That's spoilers. So
2: sad. Oh my god! I'm so glad I checked my Twitter. We have fan questions. Oh, good. Should we take this as like a brief in middle in the middle moment to address them? Uh, no, their songs later
1: on. Oh, great! So we can do them as we go.
2: Yeah, I'll just keep refreshing my little Twitter, um, and we'll see how this goes. This is fun. Okay. Yeah. So come on,
1: interactive episode.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just shake it off, shake it off. I do find it funny that like this video was essentially like, I can't dance and I can't do this oh yeah but also she's taylor swift she's taylor swift it also has spoken word my ex-man brought his new girlfriend she's like oh my god
1: i'm just gonna gonna shake shake. it's the thing is she's a genius like and also max martin's a genius like yeah having a giant spoken word section that so sounds like when you're like having a night with the girls at the bar and something bad's happening but you're like no 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 this is my night i'm wearing my little like favorite dress this is my dress i'm ready to go it has fringe it sounds like a song that you'd like scream with your friends yeah. and then it became a song that you scream with your friends
2: self-fulfilling prophecy
1: also come on a dancing on my own reference dance on my own
2: beautiful all right and then we get i wish you would which is the only song on this album that taylor made all by herself whoa really yeah
1: it's 2 a.m again just a time well check. it's 2 a, it's, it's 2 a.m um this song is one of my favorites on the album
2: i wish you'd come back which i never hung up the phone like got did <laughs> this
1: episode's just us being like god this song's good let me sing it let me
2: <laughs> we are available for hire as we mentioned at the top of the episode we are very
1: broke <laughs> yeah we're so so <laughs> devastatingly broke um but we're having fun shake it off, mama. Shake it off okay uh also, this song is probably the most uh, lyrically simple in that almost all of it's the same throughout. Mm. But, man, the the way that the, like, I don't know how, I don't know if I'm going to, like, say this correctly, because I'm trying to, th- I haven't listened to it, in, like, today. Um, but the, the guitar lick in the beginning and how it goes into the chorus more, like, halftime is so satisfying. <laughs> Cause it's got this like, and then when it gets to the chorus, it's like, go, I wish you would go, 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 go. It's so satisfying. Yeah. I just, I love it ramps up. It's just like, say
2: it's in the past and drive straight ahead. You think I'm going to hate you now? Cause you still don't know what I never yeah, said.
1: She, she's always been good at like doing really interesting vocal rhythms on like complicated lyrics. Mm-hmm. And this one just hits hard for me. I, love I it. do love this album because
2: it is written in my range.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, again, this is we've been on a a progression of Taylor finding her vocal range as like her happy spot. By the time we get to folklore, I mean, that's just all my key. (laughs) We're a crooked love and a straight line down makes you want to run and hide. Then it makes you turn right back around. So good. Come on, girl. That's what's so good about this album, though, is that like it's on the surface, just like satisfying, catchy hooks. And then in the midst of it, some of these lyrics are just great. She
2: must have had insanely talented English teachers.
1: Oh my god, her creative writing teacher! Imagine—you know she had one. She had—I mean, definitely a school that had the funding for creative writing.
2: Yeah, we did not. We didn't either. That's why I don't know where to put a
1: comma. Thought you were going to say something else. Heard it differently. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs>
0: did not hear comma. Oh god.
1: <laughs> anyway, I love. I wish you would. It's great. Yeah, back to 2 a.m. though. The 2 a.m. of it all, I want her to write a song called Melatonin and it just ends with her (laughs) being like, it's not 2 a.m. anymore. (laughs) And then we
2: get another group of Taylor's friends, Bad Blood. Oh my God, Ellen
1: Pompeo, I love your work.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Famously about the Katy Perry controversy where- The
1: drama.
2: Someone stole someone's dancer from a tour.
1: In theory- In theory, you can't steal a person who has agency. Right. People got work. It's the dance. Get mad at the dancer. Get mad or at the dancer. Or don't get mad at the dancer because guess what? They are a struggling performer. They probably needed the money.
2: Don't get mad no at the dancer. No one's stealing dancers. Learn from Demi Lovato. Don't get mad at the dancer.
1: Don't get mad at the dancer. Just like no one in a situation needed to be mad at each other. Because mm. this is how business works i also don't
2: i have no factual basis on this but i don't know if the song is actually about that i think it is right i think it would be nice to be because taylor is annoyed of the way uh media is constantly like all Death is right about these men these men like blah, 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 blah. so if you give <laughs> them a song that's like i wrote something about something else great but i think it's about a closer love than her and Catherine Perry.
1: Uh, I mean, I just pulled up an article from the Washington post that says Taylor Swift's bad blood, how we can tell she's singing about Katy Perry. Oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Swift. Gave fans some help decoding this one via an interview. For years, I was never sure if we were friends or not, Swift told the magazine, confirming the song was about a fellow female singer. She would come up to me at award shows and say something and walk away, and I would think, are we friends, or did she just give me the harshest insults of my life? Swift added that the anger behind the tune stemmed from the fact that the artist basically tried to sabotage an entire arena tour. That's an easy hint. Some of Swift's backup dancers abruptly abruptly left her red tour for Perry's Prism tour last summer. throwing the fact that Perry dated Swift's ex-boyfriend, John Mayer... Plus Perry's vague tweet alluding to serious shit with another lady, and the blogosphere happen happily braced for a throwdown between the su- two superstars. Oh, you know bad. what? I'd say it's pro- it's probably about her. Um, but if it's regardless if it's not, I think this song is like low key hilarious. It's so funny. It's so dramatic. It's it's absurd.
2: I love it. <laughs> you don't write the line band aids don't fix bullet holes without a little bit of humor. Yeah, and then
1: what the video was like so ridiculous. <laughs> ooh, ooh, love like
2: that. She blows everything up.
1: Yeah, it's just it's so it's so ridiculous. I love it so much. Um, and there's like, but I also love that there's not like much to talk about with it. It's like, was it about Katy Perry? Probably. Yeah. Um, when it comes on, I'm like, yeah,
2: I'm ready to go. And now we have wildest dreams. So, like,
1: just, how did she do this? So romantic. Such a romantic song. Yeah, it's, I just, like, don't understand how she wrote this whole album. Like, it's really insane that every song was, like, a major smash hit. Mm-hmm. This is, again, her
2: Max Martin, Shellback. Great team. Loves it.
1: Yeah. Oh, and this one has a little more of the, like, standard Taylor framing story of, of it all. Mm-hmm. Like, he said, let's get out of this town, drive out of the city, away from the crowds. I thought, heaven can't help me now. Nothing lasts forever. But this is gonna take me down. It's so good. so
2: tall handsome as hell. Uh,
1: Well, and what's also so surprising about the song is it sounds like it's starting as, like, a moody ballad. Mm -hmm. And the chorus has this, like, drive to it with, like, the underlying percussion. It's just, like, thrilling. I like that she
2: has found a way to write about sex in a Taylor Swift way
1: yeah like no one wants to hear a song about her being like and then we fucked (laughs) it just wouldn't feel right like i just like i think some artists can absolutely write about that and i like celebrate that yeah but i don't think that's her especially because at this point we've gotten so much music from her and it just would feel a little jarring Mm -hmm.
2: like his hands are in my hair his clothes are in my room is enough you already know you know what's up
1: yeah like i mean i i feel like the most explicit reference to sex we've ever gotten with taylor was on evermore um. The you pulled your but bo- I pulled your body into mine every goddamn night. Now we can't fake nice at ease That was the first time I was ever like, "That's about sex." That that was about um. Sex. But I I do like, but that I like that lyric in that respect because it felt like more. It's it's proving a point, whereas, no, I think all of these songs are so sexy in like a really genuine
2: way. <laughs> yeah, and the bridge hits you with that fun 80s rhythmic thing that she's you see like see
1: me in, in hindsight high inside, tangled
2: oh. up with you all night burning.
1: it's so good i also yeah. love that everyone just forced taylor's version out
2: yeah oh god i can't talk about spirit
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean again i don't understand why she would ever release a teaser for an album that is not even on the docket to be released yet um <laughs> and put it in the sequel to an animated silent silent it's silent silent. i don't know like kind of silent it's full-ass silent silent. it's just about horses it's just about the horses it hurt (laughs) me so bad yeah you hate that movie god um but i do love that tiktok was just like taylor we're gonna keep streaming the old version unless you release the new version what are you doing (laughs) tiktok be pushy these days I tried to well, I tried to make a video when that was happening, and I'd be like, let's all make style the next one. And Now it's no just chance. We're not getting that.
2: No, we'll get there. We'll get there when we get so there.
1: So we get to How You Get the Girl, which famously you said you want to replace with Message in a Bottle. Yes. Okay, I think so. So the one thing about How You Get the Girl is it's the only song that feels a little derivative to me, mm. and it's only because the chorus reminds me of a Kesha song I don't feel the rush of Oh yeah It's the like kind of this. It's rush got the same thing. interval thing going on um, But then Taylor throws in the like nah, nah, what Like that whole thing um, I really think Only you and I are going to understand that What we just said to each other It's true that was truly just <laughs> us babbling um, Anyway this song kind of sounds like Akesha song that I can't remember the name of right now Because that whole era is kind of a blur For me personally because <laughs> i was just dancing to all those songs at college parties love is uh, your love is my you drug love, it's you what, love, you it's what is you're drug. talking about yes yeah, yeah. Um, i always mix i always want to say tiktok but i know it's not right
2: so i listened to how you get the girl yesterday and then i listened to message in a bottle back to back and
1: you're right they are pretty similarly produced and it was i mean but message in a bottle was the first was, or not the first but that was max martin as well Mm-hmm. Yep, we love Max Martin. What a what a gem! We do. What a gem! We do. Um, I will say, I mean, it wouldn't be the same song because, like, this one's about stand there and let go. It's taken in the rain. Like, it's very like bump, bump. you have to come get me back. But "Message in a Bottle" is a little more like come get me, <laughs> come
2: get me, please. Um, but yeah, it's like the standard Taylor story song that's on every album. I'm not mad at it. I don't think I,
1: I don't seek it out. To me, this feels like a bonus track mm-hmm. in, I, in a way that like I would celebrate. Like I, I do like this song a lot, but this one to me feels more like a bonus track instead of like Wonderland and New Romantics, which I think should have absolutely just been on the album. Yeah, we could have handled
2: it. Then we get This Love. This love is good. Um, which I take back. To, this, is, this is the second Taylor worked on two songs by herself. Uh, I wish. Oh, you it would. was. I wish you would in this one. In this love, and it's Taylor Swift and her original producer Nathan
1: Chapman. Oh, you know what? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. This one feels a little more like classic Taylor.
3: This love is good. Love is
1: bad. I do love that this this album as a, a whole. She does a lot of references to other songs in lyrics. Mm-hmm. Like in this one, she throws in like in silence screams and wildest dreams well we just heard a song called wildest dreams she's
2: the the meme the when you say wicked
1: and wicked oh yeah like that there it is Mm -hmm. she she said it she also says um in losing grip on sinking ships and i can't tell if i'm making this up but i think she says something about that in the Foxes' song
2: Ooh yeah i love
1: the fox's song i know places
2: I Know Places.
1: I will say this chunk, How You Get the Girl Through I Know Places, are probably, it's probably like my least listened to section of the album Mm. in terms of like consistent listens. But like the fact that all of them are still the best songs off of somebody else's album is crazy.
2: I just love like this love left a permanent mark. This love is glowing in the dark. These hands had to let it go free. And this love came back to me.
1: It's a very sweet song. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I love that it's just like about being like oh like we broke up but it it came back we're good,
2: yeah it's it's mature, it's longing in the way that it is structured it feels romantic in a like gothic romantic way.
1: Well, I think the the th- the theme of the whole album is like everything's so cinematic. Yeah, I feel like it's all just like really <laughs> <Feels> great, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like the whole album is like Destined Every song feels like a movie trailer For like Kate and Leopold You know Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like you could just put Which famously The only reason I bring that up Is because the first time I ever heard Michelle Branch's All You Wanted Was in the trailer for Kate and Leopold And sometimes Songs are meant for trailers And it's just A perfect match Anyway I never saw Kate and Leopold
0: Selling a little Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. shopify.com work. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC.
1: <laughs> I heard it's bad. <laughs> so I never All saw right. it. But like sometimes trailers <laughs> are great. And I like when trailers elevate songs, and I feel like you could put any song off of this album into a trailer. Great.
2: And then we get to I Know Places, another Taylor Swift, Ryan Tedder.
1: Oh, I didn't know this was Ryan. Come on, Tedsies. Um <laughs> I like this song a lot. It's it, This one to me feels a little out of place. It does seem to stand alone
2: stylistically. Yeah. It's a cousin. I would say it's a second cousin. Yeah. It's when you start going, are you once removed? I don't really know, but we're, were family. Were you originally going to be a bonus track, but then you're not now? They got the cages. They got the boxes and guns. They're the hunters. We are the foxes. It's a song about
1: being a fox. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, it's a song about being a it's fox. It's a really interesting melody the like baby like is so that it like ascends um but that the i that one is so good sean that was gorgeous well thank you i got nervous halfway through but it came out just fine (laughs) 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 i haven't sung today or barely spoken so here we are um but the uh no i just think it's like it, it is extremely catchy and it's very very good i just i think It doesn't stick with me as much as the rest of the album. I really think like the first nine songs are unstoppable. And then I've always thought 10, 11, 12 is just kind of like a, let's take it back a notch and like kind of do some more like B-sidey moments before we get to, you know.
2: I think it has just a really great opening first verse. You stand with your hand on my waistline. It's a scene, and we're out here in plain sight. I can hear them whisper as we pass by. It's a bad sign, bad sign. Like, she's very clearly talking about paparazzi. Yeah. She's talking
1: about... But she never comments on celebrity, which is interesting. It's more about being like... And she makes it like a universal thing of like, people are telling us we can't be together, but we can run.
3: And
2: let's run, baby.
1: Let's run.
2: I always find it fun. Like, I want to know how you walk into a studio, and you're like, okay, so I kind of want to start it like this.
1: Uh, 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 uh,
2: uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like how i love like the britney spears like breaths like in britney spears songs where she's like
1: (laughs) i mean she literally walked into a studio and went it's britney bitch like what i mean sometimes you just have i mean i I can't can't. (laughs) yeah i I can't um no it's crazy because like i also wonder how like often you'll get into the studio and you're like, like one of the producers is just like, oh, can you just say that? And then they actually just take it and break it up mm-hmm. in lot in whatever, you know, DA they're using. And they're like, oh, actually I just want to like riff this. Cause it can make it like a rhythmic vocal, which is always cool.
2: Which is fun for me, especially coming from musical theater land, right. Where they're like, every single thing is written specifically and for purpose in a story driven <sighs> way. And it's fun to listen to music and be like, sometimes no. Sometimes no, it's sometimes, for sound. It, sometimes it just sounds fucking good. <laughs> sometimes it's a mood. Sometimes you can listen here, students. If you're singing a pop song in a musical theater saying, setting, let's say you're singing Your Love is My Drug by Kesha. Or We Are Who We Are by Kesha. And they go, what is this about? And you go, it's about feeling sexy. And they go, that's not it
1: you're right they're wrong yeah like fuck it sing this I, oh god i am bfas why are you like this <laughs> we should instead uh, of weaponizing bfas we should weaponize mm-hmm. bfas like <laughs> we should we should, <laughs> we should we should all instead of weaponizing the bfa for our purpose we should all pull up weapons against the bfas because <laughs> they got the cages in the boxes and we're and, we run baby and foxes are just like so cute you know
2: They're so cute, but they're also cunning and mean, which is me.
1: Oh, I don't know. I love those videos on YouTube where they like, wait, there's like, I'm a camper and they wake up and they're like, there's a fox outside my tent. And it's like, Uh,
2: aren't they, aren't they famously mean?
1: Sometimes they're like super cute. Somebody domesticated one. It came up on my YouTube recommended and I was like, what was I looking up?
2: (laughs) So now we get to clean, which we do have a question from. Oh, good. Because I think the song is genius and perfect. So it's Genius
1: and Perfect, and
2: it is written slash produced by Taylor Swift and Imogen Heap.
1: Which, out of nowhere, I, I, an example of, like, artists loving artists that you I didn't know.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I think you might be able to answer this question.
2: I know that I don't have the knowledge to really do it. Uh-oh. Um, but Patrick McCann asked, okay, so Imogen Heap produced Sang Clean. What image and song would you want Taylor featured on? Oh, and all I can think of is, where are we?
1: Yeah. Um, so actually, so this is kind of cheating, but Imogen and Fru-Fru are the same, right? I'm not making that up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh, let Go. I would want Taylor singing Let Go. Fierce. Which I first heard in the trailer for Garden State. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming back. It's Got all a full plan over now. here uh, <laughs> clean is so good it's really just i i mean one of my favorite things is ingrid michelson going on like the women in music awards that they just honored mm-hmm. just taylor swift one time and <laughs> she gets up there and she's like yeah so one time i like me and taylor had a slumber party because we're friends and i was like you're both friends um and i was like hey Cle- uh, clean is my favorite thing you've ever written, can I have it? <laughs> and she was like, no. <laughs> Which I love. Because like, I love when like, I would do the same thing. I'd be like, sorry, no, it's really good. <laughs> I have to keep it.
2: Yeah, insider trading. I wanted Boys in the Backseat. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do it more like Appalachian
1: Civil War style. Yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Neither do I. Great. Uh... Um, no, but I... I I've loved that so many different artists have now covered this song because it's just like what I love about it. Instant classic. It's devastating, but in a way that's like also deeply hopeful. Every lyric is good. The flowers that we'd grown together died of thirst. The water filled my lungs. I screamed so loud, but no one heard a thing. When I was drowning, that's when I could finally breathe. I punched a hole in the roof. Punched it. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, 10 months sober.
2: Good for you, girl.
1: I mean... listen Listen. but also like and it, it is like interesting like kind of making a comparison to like i love that it's like she makes like a brief reference to the idea of like you were like a toxin in my body that was bad for me and like now i don't have it anymore and i'm better but also the image of like i was covered in you and you're not there anymore
2: like a weinstein dress i can't wear anymore a perfect lyric the people in our lives we do become addicted to right the people that you keep You feel the need to see them. You miss them when you don't. And when you end that relationship, whether it's love or friendship or whatever, like there is a period of withdrawal. There is a period of- And I
1: listened to this album, like going through that period over Mm -hmm. a massive breakup. And I remember like listening to the whole album and being like, yeah, work. Woo, I'm having fun. And then I got to the song and I was like, what the fuck? fuck (laughs)
2: you're like how dare you punch me in the fucking throat and
1: to wait until the last song she loves to do this and she'll do it again next no yeah oh just like such a great progression through the album to like that's the end yeah it almost feels like it it feels kind of like red is like the morning stage of like like i'm i'm destroyed Mm -hmm. and i'm like trying to get better and then at the end of red you get this like i'm getting better Mm -hmm. like begin again and then this whole album is like i'm okay and i'm gonna like live my life and i'm gonna have fun and i'm gonna like enjoy myself and all of this and then it's like the end of this whole like i'm having fun but also fuck you kind of like arc it's her being like oh i'm actually like okay now <laughs> yeah. And it's at the end of like this whole journey of like I w- I was having fun and I was doing fine, but like I don't think I actually got over that until now.
2: It also like gives reverence to what was made. Like we did grow flowers together. We did do these things yeah. together. Um but I had to let them die to move on.
1: Exactly. It's such Gorgeous. a good song. I I the Sarah version version's amazing. Anytime someone covers this, I'm like, yeah, yes. I
2: love, love, love it. Oh, and then we get to our tracks. bonus tracks, uh,
1: which are unsurprisingly fantastic.
2: Fantastic. We start with Wonderland, which Brandon Michael Loudon goes. Why is Wonderland
1: so underrated? And you said in this house, it's not. It's
2: not in this house. I'm sorry. This it's celebrated. It's on the wall. It's got a plaque. <laughs> I say this story all the time, but um. <laughs> The first time that I have ever had sex to music intentionally. Um, <laughs> the boy that I was having sex with also knew I liked Taylor Swift. It was around this time. Uh, and he said, I think, he says, I think we deserve this. <laughs> and puts on Wonderland. And uh, we timed our finish to we found Wonderland.
1: I mean, good for you for being able to time yourself, I guess. I got, I got skills, baby. They're multiplying. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, oh god, my family listens to this podcast. Hey, babes. Hey, we're
1: all learning stuff about each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like you've told that story to everyone in your entire life, though. So it's yeah, absolutely yeah. Um, because it it's, it's iconic.
2: Yeah. Um, but Wonderland by Taylor Swift.
1: So um, wait, uh, so my theory about this and the next one is uh-huh. they almost feel sonically darker than mm-hmm. anything we get on the album and i think that's why they're bonus tracks but they're also like some of the most listened to i feel like well maybe that's not true that's not entirely true but didn't they
2: tell us don't uh, uh, rush into things
1: and, and, and. <laughs> so good <laughs> yeah it's didn't just
2: you flash your green eyes at me i want to hear it in. i want to hear it in clubs yeah i mean it's just like a blast sidebar we were at flaming saddles the other night and they only played taylor swift once and i was like she has given you so much so many options and this is what you did flaming saddles i love you get it together i know we don't need to hear
1: sex bomb again (laughs) (laughs) and that is some niche new york only information (laughs) so if you're listening from outside of here don't come visit for another month i think we're gonna have a little bit of time where you should not come visit here (laughs) omicron is is living (laughs) yeah it is not wonderland in new york right now but it's fine we'll get there get vaccinated get boosted yes
2: (laughs) it is wild i feel like it is darker but if i if i zoom out i think this could have been a good lead single to like indicate what you're gonna get from the album
1: especially cuz it p- kind of plays with her more like fairy tale imagery from her previous albums. Mhm. Well, the also making it like a little dark. A a
2: yeah. Yeah, we pretended it could last forever.
3: Ugh.
1: Talk and talking turns screams. It's yeah, no. I it's a, it's a Bob. and I it's the song that I feel like I'm most surprised when like people who are Taylor Swift fans are like what song? Yeah. I'm like You don't know. (laughs) You don't know. I what what is there not to say about new romantics? Oh, you're just gonna skip you're in love? That's not the order that I have. That's what my Spotify has. Oh my god.
2: Oh my god, do we have different spotify's
1: Oh no, I just read it wrong. (laughs)
2: Let's let's do You're in Love first. Yeah, because New Romantics is yeah. 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 Um I don't like this song.
1: Oh, okay, so it's this is the most bonus tracky of the bonus tracks. Yeah, absolutely. I like the song. It's definitely like a simple love song. And it's just like kind of saying things. <laughs> yeah, One it's look darker kind of like list It's a list of things. It's a list song. Um but I think the the chorus is really like lovely and sounds great. Like you can live in the silence. It's so good. Also this is Jack. It's a Jack Antonoff, yeah. I think I really like it because of the production. Um and I like on the nineteen ninety nine tour cuz she sings it while she's on that like weird like cherry picker thing Mm -hmm. and she's like over the audience like you can name it in and i was like okay that's fun
2: like i just don't know what this means you two are dancing in a snow globe round and round and he keeps the picture of you in his office downtown and you understand now why they lost their minds and fought the wars and why i've spent my whole life trying to put it into words
1: what it what no that makes sense like snow globes like these have little twisty things underneath that would let the two couples the couple dance
2: Uh uh-huh
1: and then what war no like the wars like all the wars all the wars are eventually at some capacity are fought over love except for when they're about oil but that's a whole other conversation
2: this is about the war in iraq it's
1: definitely not <laughs> <laughs> um but it's it's like a, a romantic throwback to like helen of troy like the, that kind of shit do you think you're pretty enough to be helen of troy
2: no well you
1: should and that's self-love baby I don't know if that's true. <laughs> um, but I do like the lyric and why I spent my whole life trying to put it into words. Because then it, it's that Taylor Swift turnaround where she's like, and it's all about me.
2: You keep his shirt. He keeps his word. Yeah. Mm. No, I, yeah.
1: I, I like the song. I think it's just fine. And again, another artist would have released this and it would have been like the best song on their album.
2: I just, yeah, it's, it's. You know, maybe Ava Max will remix it, and I'll be, like, <laughs> into it.
1: I love that. <laughs> Is it time? It's time. New romantics. Okay, so I think this should have opened the album.
2: Taylor Swift, Max Martin. i so sorry. I don't know your first name,
1: Shellback. I should. I'm so bad. Oh, I don't even see what you're talking about. Um, Producers on the album. Oh, right, right. Uh... Mm-hmm. I love this song. It's my, I would also put this in my top five. If anyone's been keeping track of what I've been saying is in my top five this far along, it's definitely going to be more than five by the end. More than five. But I fucking love this song. It is so aware of the time period. And like, I Mm. I consider this like a sister song to um, Loveless off melodrama. Okay. And I also feel like Lord could have dropped a song and it would like she could have written this for Lord and like Lord could have dropped it and it would have been a smash. I want them to do a song together, but I want them to do it in like dance pop style. Same. I yeah, I don't want like a ballad with them. Yeah. Sorry. Bruce. Um but like I could build a castle out of all the bricks they threw at me is so good.
2: <laughs> oh God, we cry tears of mascara in the bathroom. Honey, life is just a classroom. To me, this this song feels like, you know. Maybe I'm going to describe something that only I've seen It feels like A 1990s music video Where like it's a woman Who's very clearly in front of a green screen Just kind of like moving her shoulders Kind of oddly But there's like lights You're thinking of like waiting for tonight
1: Like
2: like she's like going through A tunnel lights Sure
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have not smoked anything before this (laughs) I, you know, I'll allow it. I'm sure that makes sense. I'm kind of think also thinking of the like, you'll never see me again video where she's like, Yeah. There's just Mm -hmm. like lasers. She's like, Wow. Lasers.
2: Yeah, lots of lasers. It's basically this in Sandstorm when you're playing laser tag. That's what I want.
1: (laughs) Um, I don't even know what to do with that. Um, (laughs) But like, some of the lyrics here are just so much fun. Like, we're too busy dancing to get knocked off our feet is, like, what I love about it is that it kind of, like, rejects the entire thing of, like, Taylor up until this moment, where it's, like, her being, like, I'm, like, all heart for And she writes a song that's a little bit, like, like, a little disinterested in terms of, like, this is our generation of, like, we're kind of over, kind of over being told to throw my hands up in the air. <laughs> Honey... You're Elsa, I am Anna, we are the new Americana. Precisely. (laughs) (laughs) Heartbreak is the national anthem, we sing it proudly. Like, it's just so much fun.
2: It's interesting to me that this song, which encompasses being 24-ish around that, at that time, and being like, we are the new romantics, we are a generation, this is us and our time, is a bonus track, because it feels...
1: Like, it has so much more power in it. It feels like it could have been the theme of an album. Like, that's why mm-hmm. it feels like the first song. I... Oh, well, my other thing that I've always thought is if she would have waited and made this the first track on Reputation. Oh. Reputation gets such a dark production. Which I think this kind of has. Mm. Like, it's, it's really, like, this is a heavy song. It feels like a dark club.
2: Come on, come along with me. Hot
1: it's so good anthem. Oh, but, oh my god please take my hand And please le- take me dancing And please leave me stranded It's so romantic It's just so like Knowing Of like especially You know early 2000s I mean this was what 2012 yeah. No this was later No no
2: no no 2014 to- Yeah
1: Yeah yes, okay Um. <laughs> it was just times. like It was uh, uh, September uh, September spring summer <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's a light,
2: medium-bodied wine that pairs well with food, fish, and chicken.
1: <laughs> I love barefoot. Yeah, <laughs> How are we... we need we need Trixie and Katya's topic tracker because we just jumped like sixteen different things. Oh my god. Um... <laughs> um. No, I just think this has such like a a wink of disinterested age, like aging, because we're all aging, aging millennials, like. Yeah. Where it's like you get a little older and you're just like, oh, like now there's Tinder, now there's all these things, and now you're just like,
2: yeah, we all kind of treat
1: each other like shit when we're in our 20s.
2: Also, just sometimes I just want to be filmed doing something dramatic because I think it's yeah. romantic.
1: Yeah.
0: Is,
2: am I, I sobbing? also think <laughs> Am I in am I in danger while I'm sobbing? If <laughs> I'm not, film
1: it. Am I the drama? Um Am I the drama? No, I I just I think the song's a masterpiece, and I also feel like it's a song she could have probably sold to somebody else, but I'm glad she didn't.
2: I'm glad she kept it. I'm glad Same. she kept it.
1: And I think it's 1989.
2: hilarious. What? Go for it. Think it's oh, hilarious? I just also
1: think it's hilarious that she released it as a single two years later because fans were like,
2: girl. Get it. What? Together. Get it. Come on. So with this album, Taylor has fought for emerging artists to get streaming rights. She's won album of the year for the first time for a female solo person. Twice. She has had every single friend that she knows on her tour. She's bobbed her hair. She bobbed. She had sunglasses, it's a new era, polaroids, polaroids, synths, Jack, Jack Antonoff has now entered the conversation and he's
1: a big part of the rest of her career, if not so far, the, yeah. Possibly one of the biggest parts.
2: Yeah. So we've got a lot of new players, we got a new attitude, we got um brand new vibes and it's funny to think about but this was such a huge move from taking Taylor from con- country where she was very famous and yeah. very, you know, everybody knows love story. Everybody, you know, we've n- talked about these albums and no matter what you've listened to, you've recognized at least one song from each album. Yeah. And it's funny to remember that this was a huge risk. Yeah. Oh my God. Completely. No twang. The twang, no banjo. The twang was canceled. The things that we have been saying as we've been progressing where we're like, okay, so how is this a country song? and relying on using that country base i mean big machine records wasn't her record company at the time and honestly was very upset um from what i've read about the direction of this album because they couldn't use the things they've been using for country radio yeah um and country and, listeners are um they are a monolith like
1: <laughs> oh yeah like it's <laughs> you know they will reject you if it does not sound country yeah they need that banjo and they need that fiddle because again i still can't figure out what country means if it's not that <laughs> but you know what good songwriting is universal
2: mm-hmm.
1: and defies genre
2: defies genre good singing is good singing do good songs are good songs
1: i love this do you era have any so much. i just I, I love this era it deeply inspired all my music i it made me fall in love with taylor swift for the first time i was like mm. this is my shit um it also felt like it also was like a larger shift in for my life and that like i was told so much by people around me that like taylor swift was the worst just because that's like the culture that was happening because you know misogyny and all that Mm -hmm. um and then i heard this album and it was like me coming out of college listening to this album and being like oh i can like this and it's also good and i don't care if people don't agree (laughs) yeah take ownership Wave that
2: flag. She made me gay. What can I say? She made me gay and a monster. She gave me the permission. So thank you, straight white woman. Thank you. My white savior, Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all
1: until next time when we do reputation. Uh, It's crazy to me that that's next. Yeah. I'm excited. I always felt like there's like, it almost feels like there's an album between because so much happened. So much happens that's going to be another
2: long one. So yeah, I love it. Ladies, and gentlemen, I'm very and excited.
1: Reputation, like truthers. That's we're we're here for you. And we will be standing on your side on this one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Until next time, y'all. Bye. Later.